ってどこへ向かう月明かりだけがただ一つの道しるべ
find it somewhere else and whatnot. So uh, next news from Dexter.com. This talks about the winter 24 anime season and all upcoming animes. Uh, there actually was quite a lot more than I was officially thinking, but uh, I'll just go through some. Some of you guys would be definitely interested in too. Um, one would be the Soul Leveling that's finally, you know, coming out. That's an anime that was announced a while back and get, getting pushed back, but that will officially start coming out in winter of 2024. Uh, Classroom of the Elite Season 3. I did watch Season 1 when it came out and then I kind of fell off of it. I heard Season 2 was really good, so I'll definitely have to uh, I don't have to rewatch the whole thing because I don't remember what happened in season one at all. So, and then let's see, Marshall season two, bottom tier character, Tomozaki, second stage. Uh, actually, this is one of the news that we were talking about the Blue Exorcist, Shinomana, Illuminate Saga, uh, banished from the Heroes Party. I decided to live a quiet life in the countryside season two. Uh, Yuri Yastra season two. Oh, that actually is getting a season two because uh, the way they kind of did it, they, you would thought they kind of like split it in half. There was a the first half came out and then they did like a second half or a part two. So that was actually all one full season. So there actually is a season two coming out. So that's, uh, oh no, I should look forward to it. I actually did watch the, you know, the remake of that and I did enjoy it. So I am looking forward to a season two. Let's see what else is on this list of shows coming out. Oh, um, Shaman King's Flowers. I actually, when I heard that they uh that they remade Shaman King and I did watch it, and it actually was a manga um, continuing the story from the uh, perspective of the main character's kids. So that then and then as soon as the anime was finished, they did announce that that was going to be in the work. So I am looking forward to that. I've never actually read that manga. I always assumed Shaman King ended at the where the anime and well the manga ended so here in the day was like a tenuous manga and they are making that into an anime now i'm definitely looking forward into that let's see uh villainous level 99 i may be the hidden boss but i'm not demon lord never heard of that or anything about that so that's interesting another villainous isekai i guess uh let's see what else there's just so many shows and a lot I haven't really heard of, but that's just some um, that you guys can, you know, look into and look forward to for the next uh, winter season. Oh, actually, then there were some movies as well. Um, there's the Mobile Suit Gundam Seed Freedom, supposed to be coming out January 26th. Then there's the Haikyuu Movie Battle of the Garbage Dump, February 16th. And now, now like I said, there's some other ones, but just to put out some names for you guys to, you know, look forward to. Uh, next news from Crunchyroll.com. This talks about a Taka Titans final chapter special to final trailer release. The 85-minute episode will premiere November 4th in Japan. Excuse me. The official site and social media for the Attack on Titan anime has released the final tra- trailer for... Uh, Attack on Titans final season, the final chapter season special two, which will premiere in Japan November 4th. The official Attack on Titan website confirmed the second special episode will be an 85-minute broadcast in Japan with the link to Ryzen performing the theme song titled 2000 Years or To You 2000 Years From Now. 
The podcast will be followed by a global after-party online event that will be streamed worldwide. The event will run from November 5th through 8th and features cast members and staff from the series talking about their experience up until the final finale with other special events scheduled. The Attack on Titan 10th anniversary event, Attack Fee, was also announced a two-day event on January 27th and 28th in Yokohama to celebrate the series. The ticketed event will host musicians, staff, and voice actors from the series across the two days. So that's definitely something to look forward to. I myself have not seen the first the last season. One, because they keep coming out with all these, they keep splitting it into parts, like part one, two, three, like, oh my god, just finish the story already so I can watch it. And that's what they did with the previous season, I believe. They split it in like two parts. There was like a part one and then a part two. So I'm just waiting for them to finish it so I can just binge the whole show. Especially since a show like Attack on Titan does so many twists and turns and information um, building up and being revealed that I need to just sit down and just watch it. So my full attention is on that and nothing else. So, and then I think I have two more. Yes. The so next piece of news, like I said, this talks about the Blue Exorcist new manga, new not manga, new anime coming out. Uh, it says Aniplex debated a new promotional video for the Blue Exorcist Shinema Illuminate Saga, the new anime based on Kazi Kato's Blue Exorcist manga on Sunday. The video announced and previews the opening theme song, I Sutri by the rock band Univer World. This is the band's fourth collaboration with the anime fran- franchise. Uh, the manga, this anime, I guess, season or saga is based on volumes 10 through 15 of the original manga and will feature a returning cast and it will premiere in January 2024. I actually really, when I heard about this, I actually went back and we watched the original series, um, the first one and then the second one that came out a couple of years back. Um, as people know who are a fan of Blue Exorcist, the first season, at least like up to episode, oh god, I didn't even remember, like I think it was like maybe 15 or 16, um, was from the manga, while the rest of these episodes, I think all the way up to 24, was just uh filler made up. I think at that time the manga was still ongoing, so they just made up something and wrapped up the story. But then years later, they came out with the season two kind of picking up where that cutoff was from where the original anime that episode 15 or 16 and just picking it up from there to the next major story arc in the manga and then now they're pretty much continuing on the story so I am looking forward to that I'm not sure if the manga is finished or at least if there's a good chunk amount to it now they won't have to like you know do filler but uh, in this case, I'm pretty sure because this is a poppy. This is, I believe, the third major arc in the story so far. I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm not sure if it's the manga is already done or if there's still some chapters that need to be, you know, they're like maybe another final story arc. I'm not 100% sure, but I loved Blue Exorcist, so I am looking forward into uh, this coming back. So I am definitely looking forward into that. And last news from AnimeNewsDirect.com as well. This talks about the Demon Slayer Mugen Trade arc and the Dr. Stone's New World Part 2 animes to run on Toonami. So Adult Swim's Toonami's programming block announced on Saturday that it will run the two-part premiere of the Demon Slayer Kinitsu no Yaiba Mugen Train arc anime 
on November 11th at 12 a.m. EST, effectively November 12th. Toonami will also start running the second core quarter of a year of the Dr. Stone's New World, the third Dr. Stone anime season on November 11th at 1 a.m. EST. Other anime on Toonami's November 11th lineup includes One Piece, which will run at 1.30 a.m. and Naruto Shippuding, which will run at 2 a.m. Um, like I said, that's uh, for people who, you know, uh, watch Toonami. I haven't watched Toonami in a good little minute. I did when they were releasing the English dub for the the second part of um, the Sword Online World of Underworld. Only because that was like the quickest way I was able to get up. The, the, I was watching the sub. And then when they released the dub, I was, that was like the fastest way I was able to get to watch the newest episode that came out, was watching it when they premiered it on Toonami. So that was when I did actually go back and started watching Toonami again. And then it did brought back some more memories of back then when I would be watching Naruto and Roni Kenshin and all those other animes off of that. So um, I've already seen Demon Slayer uh, Mugen Train arc. I've seen the movie and I've seen the seven-part episode um, that they did for season two. I did talk about that in my um, Mugen Train arc ep- episode podcast. You guys can go back and listen to that. Um, I did watch... I finished the first season of Dr. Stone. I think I did, or maybe I finished Tatooine. And then, uh, I don't know, the show didn't really catch my attention to continue more. But I did hear it just get better. So maybe I'll give that another chance and rewatch it again. But that is it for our new section. So let's just get into the main topic and for the I figure you know keeping in the, the trend of you know the Halloween spirit so me personally I don't my family doesn't really celebrate Halloween but I figure we talk uh, about something kind of Halloween themed and this we will be talking about the current or well I guess a current and finished uh season of Demon Slayer which would be Demon Slayer the Swordsmith Village Arc um me this would be the wait I'm not even sure how many arcs, like, uh, because there's the main, and then there was, like, the beginning training arc, and there was the, the house, and then there was a spider arc, then there was the rehabilitation arc at the end of season one, then there was the moving train arc, then there was the swordsmith village arc, I mean, no, 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 the, 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 the entertainment district arc. I believe this is like the sixth or seventh uh, major arc in story, uh, but this pretty much controls up all of season three. This is the Swordsmith Village arc, and it picks up exactly where it left off. Where the um, uh, personally, if you have not seen this, I definitely would need to go watch this. This is on Crunchyroll. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's on Hulu. So there are definitely ways you can watch it both sub and dub. And I say this season was very interesting. One, because it, we followed two Hashiras. So far in the other seasons, we've only ever followed or were introduced to one. Except for in the spider, well, I guess kind of, sort of, in the spider lily arc. Because in the spider, spider lily, the spider demon arc. Because uh, there were two Hashiras that we did sort of focus on. But we were already introduced to one, which was Giro at the time. So the one we kind of got the most uh, introduction about. And then the Rillipede, I cannot speak. Basically in the healing arc that they had to afterwards, I finished up the last season. 
uh, the first uh, the first season was us meeting uh, Shinobu, which me personally at that time, I mean, I still love her. She's I, I love her fighting style. I love how you know someone of her, you know, you know she she breaks the norm of what like a normal you know character is, and she's you no. Know, She's smaller than most of the other, you know, demon slayers, and physically wise, she's not strong enough to like detapicate demons, but she found a way to still fight demons. So I just really love her. But um, I will you will love the another Hashira that we do get into because out of all the Hashiras, there were only two girls. We already met Shinobu, and then in the Swordsmith Village arc, we do meet the other one, um, Mitsuri Kanroji, and we do meet um, oh lord, what's his name? I'm and it's um what is his name? Why am I blanking on this man's name? Oh my goodness. No, it's Tokitoka. What's his first name? Why am I blanking? Oh my goodness. I need help. I don't know why I'm blanking on this kid's name. I say kid because he technically is a kid. I, I believe he's supposed to be around the age that Nezuko would be, which around like fourteen or fifteen. So he is like way younger than Tanjiro and and you know all of them. Why am I blanking on his name? I want to make sure I get it right. Because I know in the um isn't in English they call him by his first name and then in, in the Japanese they refer to him by his last name. So I'm just trying to where is his name? Murichio. There we go. Murichio Tokita. I was like, what is this man's name? I know it's name like it's on the tip of my tongue, but I didn't want to say it wrong. Yeah, so in this season we which like I said, it gives a flip because in the you know previous um seasons we've only ever got introduced to one Hashira. Like I said, besides the spider demon arc, but that one I guess you could say was a little bit more focused on, you know, displaying more views. You know, talents, we didn't see much of him in the beginning of the series, and we got more introduced into Shinobu. And then the Mugen Train arc was focused, uh, the Hashira on that one was with Goku. Then in the Entertainment District arc, we were focusing, the Hashira that focused mostly on was Tengen. So in this one, we actually do get two of them. We get Mitsuri and Murichio. So, like I said, um, and then also, we also do get two, um, and and also dealing with two Hashiras, we also in this series in the season have to deal with two of the upper moons, which totally threw me for a loop. I was like, "Oh crap!" I was like, especially when you saw how much we had to deal with just one of the low upper moons last season, who was able to was basically a two in one demon. So this one where you are dealing with two separate demons, so we're just like, "Oh my god." But I'm die tracking. Um, like I said, people who are a fan of Demon Slayer have already watched this. Um, there were definitely good scenes and just amazing moments and just it was just a lot. It was just a really good season. And then like I think right after it got announced to the Hashira training arc, which is the next arc coming up, and then we will get into the Infinity. Some people call it the Mugen Castle arc or the Infinity Castle arc, which I actually heard is a very long arc. So. I'm definitely looking forward into that, especially the final battle. Well, we will be going against the form of the rest of the upper moons and dealing with Muzan and whatnot. 
So I am definitely looking forward to that. But before we get into that, we got to get into this arc. Like I said, if you want to go watch it, pretty much all the platforms that have it, Crunchyroll has it, Netflix has it, um, Hulu has it. So if you have any of those, you can definitely watch it in the dub and the sub. So let's just get into it. Um, so it, like I said, picks up what it left off. Last thing we saw was um, the upper three demon coming up, Akaza um, being summoned into the Infinity Castle. Him, you know, kind of confused, asking what's going on, why is Weezy summoned? Then he gets a, re- a recollection like, oh, crap. One of the upper moons was just defeated by a demon slayer. And he's like, oh, this is not good. And let me tell you something. This whole first episode, literally this whole sequence of them having this upper moon um, meeting, whatnot, with Muzan, was probably the most beautifully animated thing I've ever seen in a good minute. Demon Slayer is really good, well known for you know their animation style, but this just whole scene of them in this meeting was just it was mind blowing. So uh, we see Akusa traveling through the uh, Infinity Castle. We're just seeing different layers and uh, forms of it. It's it, it it's very confusing, and it actually does m- gives you the idea of why it's so hard to find Muzan because he is hiding out in this place which is like a labyrinth and a half so it's like nearly impossible to find him but Akaza pops up he's there now he's like concerned he's like okay which one of us was taken out um then we meet the upper moon I believe he's four he's the pot demon um hold on hold on I've got his name actually no he's five Okay, so we meet number five, and it's Gyoto. He is, at first we see him, he pops out of this pot, and I could tell from a lot of people, like, his design really creeped you out. Like, like he, he's the type of, you know, demon that you don't want to be running into, because it's like, what the hell are you? But, you know, he's there, he's, you know, giving Akaza, he's like, oh, Akaza, Master or Lord Akaza, hi. It's been so long. How long has it been since we've all gathered like this? Then we meet the upper rank four on Han Tengu. And he is just this really timid, scary demon with this huge, like, bulge on his head. And he's just like, he's like, no, it's been over 113 years since we've all met. That just lets you know, like, you know, since we've had our last meeting involving the upper one uh, and any of the upper moons. So that just lets you know, like, their ranks have not changed in an over 113 years. So the fact that it's been over 113 years since an upper rank was defeated, that just lets you know, like, oh, it's getting real. So he, as you know, he notices and he's like, okay, so if number five and number four are here. Okay, so and then him being number three, he's like, all right, so that means it's either got to be six, two, or one so he's like please don't tell me it was number one that got defeated and then we just see this hand and this smooth i guess kind of smooth talker come on he's like hey hey he's gonna just skip over me that's so mean you know laying his hands on akaza and you just see i don't know if it's like his presence like just zapping through akaza's body and um Yoto's like, oh, Lord Doman, it's so good to see you. And we meet the demon that we saw towards the end of the Entertainment District arc, which is the one who gave uh, 
uh, Gyutro and Daki their demon powers, and we meet, and he is upper rank two, and this is Domon, and he, like, just knowing that they, he was the former six, and now that he climbed up the rank to now he's two, this just, it just shows you, like, that, like, yeah, this dude's powerful, like, he clearly's got something going on. But we can see that him and Akaza uh, definitely get along as well. You know, he's like, get your hands off me. And then he, uh, sucker punches his jaw off. And, you know, the demons are, like, freaking out and you don't want not. And he, like, of course, you know, the demons and, you know, the powerful ones at that. So he, he just goes back and he's like, oh, no fun. And he's just like, he's like, well, if you're here and he, everyone else is here, that means it must have been number one who was defeated. And then we hear a voice, and he's like, um, don't count me out. I've been here long. I've been here first before any of you showed up. And then we could show over, and we meet, well, we not at first, but we see a silhouette of a man with kind of Tanjiro's hair style, wavy with the same kind of light, you know, reddish hair with a sword. And his name is Koko Shibi, Shibo. Koko Shibo, and at first, we're like, wait a freaking minute, why does this upper moon demon look like Tanjiro? Has, like, his hair, he has, like, the the, the earrings, it's like, wait a minute, what's going on? And then we all hit this drop of blood, and Muzan pops up, and of course, he is not happy at all, and he reveals that it was actually Gyutaro that was defeated, and then he goes into a rant of how he kind of saw this coming. Um, and he kind of feels, you know, upset. Um, but, you know, you kind of see he doesn't really mess with his demons. They're more like pawns to him. But he really did see potential in Utro. And it reveals that it was Doki that was holding him back. Pretty much revealing that um, the reason why Utro was at the level that he at was at was because he was always taking his main priority was always taking care of his sister, which held him back, and which, you know, Muzan didn't like that about. But he knew that that was the only, I guess, way to get Yutro to do what he wanted was, you know, involve his sister in it, since that was his main goal and purpose of, you know, I guess, following Muzan and, you know, being as strong as he was. So he was like, well, you know, that was his weakness, and they took advantage of it. But of course, like I said, he's not happy at all. Like I said, it's been years, hundreds of years since a upper room, upper room, upper rank was defeated. So of course, this got moods on mad. He's like, these team slayers are getting stronger. There, you guys are clearly lacking. You guys are getting too complainant with your upper ranks. To now, we end up losing someone, and now, <coughs> excuse me. Um, what was I saying? Oh, right. That you know, now we're losing someone. And you guys still haven't, you know, completed your mission. You haven't been able to find the master of the Demon Slayer Corps. And you still haven't been able to find these blue spider lilies that I need. And we're like, the blue spider lilies? He, he mentioned that last season. What the hell are these blue spider lilies? In? But that has nothing I didn't mention. This whole time he's talking to them, he's got, like, this whole lab set up. And he's doing, like, all these experiments. So it's like, okay, clearly you need the spot blue spider lily for something but what exactly is that something 
but you know one of the demons the demons are like oh you know i'm sorry you know we're doing the best we can but i'm not really um number one it's like listen i'm gonna tell you i i can't find this man um i'm doing everything and i can't find him so yeah and then number two is like oh i'm sorry it's my fault he was like i was the one who introduced uh utero to us you know it's my fault Oh, do you, what, what should I gouge out my eyes in repentance? I don't want your nasty eyes. <laughs> like, oh my god. And then I'm um, upper five. Uh, Yoto, he's like, oh, please, Master Ruzan, please don't be worried. Uh, I have great news, you know, something that would hopefully, and then in that moment, he cuts off. And Ruzan's holding his head. Like I said, man is not happy. They are losing, you know, left and right. Um, he clearly wasn't happy when Akasa, you know, even though he did, you know, killing Goku, he the fact that you know he didn't take that Tanjiro and Nezuko and Zenitsu and Inosuke, that just you know, nothing really made him happy. So he's just like, whatever. And now the fact that they end up losing another one of their upper ranks oh, this whole time to a demon and no one died. Like it wasn't like he brought like he died and you know um Tengen died along with him he was able to get saved to Nezuko so this just makes him even more mad he's like listen I'll come up with this half-ass you know information you need to confirm that and then and, you know so he drops him and then he's like listen you need to check your sources don't come to me with half-ass information once you do take on um, what's his name again on thank you Upper four, pretty much just upper four. I'm gonna just call them upper four because it makes it easier to remember and you know, remembering their names. Uh, Han Tangu. Okay, that's how I was right. And he's like, So take him and you know, go, you go and confirm that information and do what needs to be done. Now, of course, he gets kind of mad. He's like, No way, this is you know, it's this was my information. Why does he get to tack along and get some of the credit? But he's like, Oh, well, um. I, you know, he's just happy, you know, that Muzan touched him. All these demons are weird. Like, they fear him, and then they, like, revive him, and it's just so weird. But at the same time, Doan comes out, and he's like, oh, what information are you talking about? Can I join? And he's like, I'm not too sure about that. He's like, oh, come on. It'd be fun. I can help. Let me come. And then in that same moment, his upper half gets cut off by Akaza, who's like, Lord Muzan didn't give you any instructions to go. You're overstepping your bounds. And that same moment, upper rank one shows down, Akaza's hand gets sliced, and he's just, you're like, oh, crap. You can see why this dude's number one. And he's like, listen, Akaza, you're the one who's upsetting your bounds. If you, you know, uh, he's like, don't get the wrong idea, Doman, do this for you. I'm just making sure the hierarchy is, you know, standard. He, you know, and he's like, oh, you know, it's not that big a deal. We're just playing around. It's like, I know how Akaza feels. I mean, he became a demon before any of us. And we, you know, I became a demon after him. But yet I end up climbing up the ranks before, um, climbing a higher rank than him. And it's like, oh, kind of get a little snippet of why he doesn't like him. Like, yeah, he was a demon first and was a demon longer. Then this new guy comes in and ends up overpowering him, becoming an upper rank two while he's still stuck at three. So he, uh, the number one is like, listen, Nakaza, if you want to test your strengths, you need to get stronger so you can test it against us if you really want to prove you're the strongest. And he's like, don't you worry. I am going to get stronger. And when I do, I'll come and I'll challenge you and take your spot, which it does end up getting revealed that that's how um, 
demons climb up the rank and becoming a, one of the upper uh, one of the twelve Kizuki, you have to challenge one of them, and if you're able to defeat and kill them, you take their spot. I'm guessing that's how uh, Domon ended up becoming the upper rank two. He must have defeated and killed the previous upper two. So we do turn to number one's face, and holy crap! I know this probably freaked a lot of people out. Um, we see his face, and he has six eyes, which is actually something that will come in a little later. He has six eyes, and he has the scar that's been changing on Tanjiro all over his face. So first, you're like, ew, what the hell? And then you're like, wait a minute. Now, it's like, yeah, he's a demon, and he has a demon form, but why does he have the same scar as Tanjiro? Okay, so yeah, yeah, no, clearly this guy's connected to Tanjiro in some way. So we turn to what looks like a we see like a kind of like a flashback memory of someone of that same you know same hairstyle with same scar but in human form holding a little baby and you know then we see someone coming and he's like oh you know I just want to thank you for you know saving our lives it wasn't for you we would have been killed by that demon and we see someone that looks like Tanjiro so we're like wait a minute so if that's supposed to be Tanjiro's dad. And then the baby he's holding is Tanjiro. Who is this guy that looks like, what is going on here? And he's like, you know, I need to go. Um, you know, I was just passing by. Plus, if I stay, it'll just put you guys in more danger and whatnot. And he's like, no, don't go. He's like, why do you look so sad? And then Tanjiro wakes up. And at the same time, we see um, Kano, Okana. The pretty much the demon slayer girl that you know Tanjiro's and Denitsu and all of them did that final selection thing for shows up in his room. She drops a pot of like, like she had like a flower she was placed gonna place near him. She drops it in shock. She's like, Oh my god, you're awake! You've been unconscious for two months. What? Yeah, this man has been unconscious for two months recovering from his injuries. I mean, that last battle took a lot out of him, so he's like, Yeah. Um, one of the um, workers comes, I say give him food. He actually is someone that Tanjiro interacted with a little in the later season. So he has been checking up on him, gives him like, he thinks the dessert would help wake him up since, you know, Tanjiro has such a uh, strong sense of smell. So he goes in, you know, he sees that, you know, she dropped the pot, didn't even clean it up. And he's just like, well, I can't really say anything. She outranks me cleans up and he's like oh this is for him if you if he wakes up you know give it to him if not then you can have it for yourself and then in that moment he doesn't realize Tanjiro is awake and he's like oh thank you so much he drops and he freaks out he's like what are you doing you should be announcing that he's finally awake oh my god and then you know end up dust going her anyway anyways then calls out for the other girls and they're like oh Tanjiro we're so happy you're awake thank goodness um and then um Aoi Aoi I think that's her name uh, the girl in the pigtails that was going to be taken by uh, Tengen for the mission and you know the boys took her place she's like oh my god you're finally awake I'm so sorry this all happened because of me you got into that situation you know trying to defend me and she you know announces that you know, yeah um, uh, Zenitsu and uh, Nilsuke already woke up um, they woke up a couple of days ago but it's been so long we were all worried and he's like yeah but Tandy you know Zenitsu's already up and out, going back on missions. Um, uh, Zenitsu, not Zenitsu. 
um, you know, Skate, you know, he was really seriously hurt and, you know, but the poison that was in him, you know, really affected him. And he's and they're like, we don't know what's going to happen to him. And he's like, oh, I, okay, so I must be hallucinating because I'm the sworn, you know, Skate is right above us. They're like, what? They look up and it's freaking no skin. They're like, what are you doing up there? And he's like, ha, I woke up before you, you know, not just but keeping you watching. Tondra, you know, being the kind boy that he is, he's like, oh, thank you so much, you know, I've always been that. And it's revealed, you know, even though, you know, the poison kind of doesn't have an effect on him, which it kind of did, but, you know, not really. But at the same time, it seems like his body can neutralize poison. But it doesn't really receive medicine all that well, which is why it's taking him about the same time to recover, even though he's been up longer than Tanjiro. So after that, Tanjiro ends up falling asleep, and then we get kind of a, a speed pass of what's been going on. Like I said, Dainzu's been up and out, back on missions. Uh, you know, Skate's fully healed up, and he's going back on missions now. Tanjiro, you know, is able to start moving around now, but he's still in rehabilitation. And at that moment, he announces, he's like, oh, yeah, no, it's been two months now. I'm sure I've probably got a new sword. And they all flinch and they're like, oh, yeah, about that. Then he, they give him all the messages that his swordsmith gave him, basically saying, I have no sword for you. You keep breaking my swords. Uh, I'm never making you anything again. He's like, oh, crap. Now he's really mad. He's like, oh, no, what am I going to do? They're like, well, why don't you actually to see if you can go to Swordsman Village Arc and talk to him directly so that way you can get a new sword. And he's like, oh, I could do that? Then it's revealed, you know, that the Swordsman Village is a secret location that's through this whole, manu- like, maneuver and all these things. To, so um, that makes it impossible for anyone to find it, which, of course, makes sense because without the Swordsmiths making the swords for the Demon Slayers, they wouldn't be able to... Um, you know, fight back the demons. One second. Ooh, sorry about that. I needed some water. My throat got really dry. But that, yeah. So actually, like, so they had to keep their location in the top secret so that way they don't get attacked by demons but as you can tell that this season is named after that clearly something happened and and some type of leak happened to where their location got found out but Tanjo gets there and he's just in awe and where they are and like how this is so well hidden and all the maneuvers they have to go through so that way they don't get tracked and you know and you know he thanks really loud. Thank you, like thank you for bringing me here. And in that moment, we hear a girl come out of the bath, and she's like, "Oh, I just heard this wonderful praise of thanks." And we end up meeting the love Hashira Mitsuri. Well, at least for a quick second, we do meet a little later. So Tanjiro goes and he meets the swordsmith village chief, and he you know says, "Oh, hi, I'm here to talk about my sword with Hana. I can never say this man's name, Hana." Ah, I can never say his name. These names are so hard. It's like him and his master who taught them the water breathing. I can never say their names. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find his name. Oh my days in peace. Oh, no, no, no. 
basically just sword smith i can't even bother right now <laughs> but you know he's like oh you know it's like i understand he's probably mad this is the third sword within the last couple of months he's had to reforge for me um i do understand but i do want to talk to him and he's like oh no no please child this isn't your fault if anything it's his fault he keeps making you these faulty swords and they're like oh yeah she's gone he's disappeared they haven't seen him in a while and they think he's run away you know for his responsibility of not making a powerful enough sword for Tanjiro, why he constantly keeps getting getting a new sword. So like, oh no, when we find him, we'll give him a good talking to. And he's like, uh, what does that mean? But he's like, okay. That's like, oh, you know, in that time, you know, why don't you rest here? You know, you did, did come out of a huge injury. You know, why not take it easy? And they're like, oh, you've got the hot springs can help you. You love your like bones and your muscles and all that type of stuff. And in that moment, we see someone running down crying. She's like, Tanjiro, Tanjiro, help me. And, she, and that's when we end up formally meeting the love Hashira Mitsuri. So she comes down and she's like, oh, some bushes up there. I tried to talk to him and he was ignoring me. Like, that was so mean. I'm a Hashira. And he's like, um, um, don't worry about it. I'm pretty, they're going to be making dinner soon. And he says, what type of dinner they're making? She's like, oh, really? Okay, that sounds great. Mainly perks up. She's like, well, I'm going to take another quick soap before dinner. Then Tanjiro goes up to take his shower and something hits him in the head. He was able to uh, grab it and it turns out to be a tooth. And he's like, what the heck is this? And then we see someone, you know, another person in the bath as well. And that's his other um, Demon Slayer mate who who, uh, passed the exam around the same time. And his name is Genya. And then we get his last name as well. And it turns out that he's the younger brother of the current Win Hashira. So he tries to, you know, talk them up. He's like, hey, aren't you um the Win Hashira's younger brother? And he has, and this is what I got, a lot of people probably uh, said this when they watched it. He has the same kind of mentality and talking peach speech as uh, Bakugo from My Hero Academia. So he's like, shut up and die. And it's like, what? And so, you know, he's like, we are not friends. Leave me alone. And he's like, Tanjiro being a sweet boy. He's like, oh, that we know we could be not be friends, you know, soaking this bath together and wash each other's backs, you know, as a bonding thing. Tanjiro's such a sweet kid. So we go and we uh, talk to Mitsuri and we can see this girl clearly has an appetite, which we'll go into uh, a little bit later on why that is. But, you know, we see her, you know, being friendly and with uh, Nezuko and giving, you know, information about Genya and just you know like oh well you know it's not good that he hasn't eaten in days why don't we go give him some food then um Tanjiro has to go into Tanjiro asks her um so why did you become a demon slayer she's like oh me well um she's like well it's kind of embarrassing but I did it so I could find myself a husband she's like you know girls want guys who are strong and powerful so who else you know finding someone like that uh becoming a demon slayer becoming a Hashira, i could find someone who could be on that level you know whatnot and tandra's horse is like really confused like huh that's why you became a demon slayer and why you're risking your life but we do you do get a little side clip on why that is later so you know before they had to give him food genya but he's gone disappeared and she's like they come and they um the helper's like, oh, Lady uh, Mitsuri, your phone, your sword is done. And she's like, oh, okay, good. 
And she tells Tantra, well, this is probably the last time we'll see each other. And he's like, whoa, what? She's like, listen, you know, he's like, you survived a battle with an upper moon. That's an incredible feat. But we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what type of battles we'll be getting into. And we don't know where we will survive. But we can't give up hope. We got to keep pushing forward. You know, this might be the last time we see each other. We might be each other again. But I just want you to know that, you know, I believe in you. I know you're doing great things. And I think you will be this turning point that we need to end the demons once and for all. And he's like, yes, I, I, I could see that. He's like, I do know that me surviving that battle was a huge, you know, r- not risk, but a huge miracle. And he's like, I need to learn from it and grow more. So that way I can finally put an end to this with the demons and putting, getting rid of moves on at once. And that kind of, you know, swoons her a little. And the helper that's there as well. So she reveals something. She's like, oh, if you do want to get stronger training here, there's a special weapon that you, up in the mountains that if you find can really help you enhance your skills. You should go find it. Then she goes and she says, bye, see you around, and leaves. So the next day, Tandro takes a bottle not out her and goes to see if he can find this weapon. But he gets there and he stops. He sees this little boy screaming at someone like, I can't give it to you. I'm not going to give it to you. Go away. And that's when we end up meeting uh, Muchiro. And he's telling the boy to hand something over to him. And um, he's like, oh, wait, I know him. He's the Mish Hashira. And he's like, I wonder what's going on. Then he sees a silhouette of the person that was in his dream. He's like, wait a minute. What is going on? Why is this guy here? So when he gets up there, um, the Mutro ends up knocking out the kid, telling him to give him some type of key. And of course, Sandro being the kind hearted person, he just jumps in and he's like, hey, 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 what's going on? But you can't be attacking a kid like that. And he's like, I don't know who you are, but you need to mind your business. Kind of, you know, flipping Sandro around, hitting him. Um, and he does kind of grab his wrist at one point, but he's unable to move. He's like, wait a minute, how is he doing that? I mean, he's so much smaller and younger than me, but yet he's just so powerful that he's not even budging. So he ends up talking to the little boy and he's like, listen, you uh, swordsmiths are useless. The only thing you can do is make swords. We're the ones really going out there risking our lives and whatnot. So you need to listen to us. And Tadro's like, no, that's not right. That's not the right mentality to think about. We need each other. True. They may not have the physical capability to fight off demons like us, but if it wasn't for them making our swords, we wouldn't be able to fight demons at all. We are, we can't live without the other. Without them, we wouldn't have the swords we need to fight, and without them, we wouldn't have them without us, we wouldn't be able to fight off the demons to live to get a peaceful life. So we need each other to complete this mission. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Um, I don't really care about that. You're annoying, so you need to get out of my way and knock this time to grow out. Um, but in that same moment, we see that his swordsmith was in the area, and he heard what he said, basically saying that he doesn't look down on the swordsmiths, that he actually sees them as equals, because even though they're not physically fighting on the front lines like them, they are still, you know, doing what they can to help fight this battle, which is a huge, you know, reason on why they're able to fight this battle at all. So he's, um... Tells him, hey, don't worry, he'll, he's fine, he'll wake up eventually. But as he sees Tantra waking up, he's like, oh, I gotta go. And he's like, wait a minute, the kid. And he's like, oh, wait, I could have sworn I heard 
um, my swordsmith. Uh, I thought he was here. He's like, oh, no, no, nobody was here. Just us. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. He took your thing. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. I had to take it after that. Give it to him after that, but it's fine. And he's like, what was that anyways? And he's like, oh, it's the Eurytro, I think two-pointer or something they called it. Basically, it's a training robot that was made back in the Sengoku area, which is like hundreds of years ago. So we hear it all moving up, and then we go and we see mutual training with it. And he's like, wow, he's really strong and so f- like flexible and whatnot. Like, it's kind of hard to believe someone that young, you know, someone who's younger than me is a Hashira. Then we see his crow come down, and she's like, well, of course, he is a descendant of the fight from the fire breathing. And they're like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, he's a descendant from the people who created the first ever uh, breathing technique, the strongest one, the sun breathing. And he's like, wow. So he's a descendant of that family? That makes sense on why he's so strong and powerful at his age. But he then Tanjiro notes, he's like, wait a minute. If that's true, I noticed the technique he's using isn't sun breathing. Uh, he's using a totally different technique. And the crow gets like, kind of, you know, upset. Like, yeah, he's from the bloodline, but he can't use sun breathing. But he's like, wait a minute. I just had an idea. He's like, I remember seeing someone of that silhouette, you know, Maybe I've seen this Yurichiro uh, guy who was, you know, based off of the, um, you know, who, who they based the uh, doll off. And the doll and the, the crow was like, are you crazy? That's ridiculous. Did he, this was based off someone from like 300 years ago. There was no way you could have possibly met someone. Then that's when the kid uh, announces, oh, maybe it was a, what maybe what you saw wasn't your memory. Maybe it was a memory from one of your descendants that's being passed down onto you, you know, giving you clues and hints on what to do in the future. And the crow kind of dismisses it, but kind of gives you kind of the idea of, hmm, that actually would make sense because he was seeing everything kind of from a different perspective from, you know, so it's possible, like you said, it wasn't his memory, but his ancestors' memories that are, you know, swelling up in his head. But, you know, he does, you know, the kid does kind of get upset because he is last of his family who actually knows how to work and maneuver that doll. So he is scared that if it does break, then his family legacy will be, you know, die off with him. And he doesn't want that. But in that same moment, Mutro slashes the doll and one of its arms starts cracking and whatnot. And the kid ends up running off scared and crying, you know, worrying that, you know, everything his family fought, you know, did for would die off with him. But Tanjo gives him an up, be like, listen, I kind of get what you're going through. I'm trying to turn my sister back into a human. But I know with everything going on in the battle that we have and everything, I might not be able to do this in my timeline. So that's why I hope. I, I'm going to try and do that, but if not, I know that there are people around me who will continue the battle for me, who will put an end to this if I can't do it myself. So it's like, you got to believe, like, maybe you may not be able to do it. Who's to say someone down the line won't have the compass, the capability to do it? So you just need to believe. So they go, Maritro, you know, finishes his workout, and he's like, yeah, I finished already. Um, It cracked my sword so i'm gonna be taking this one for now until my real sword gets fixed this gets the kid mad and he's like oh no um then he tosses his broken sword to tundra and he's like yeah just get rid of that for me 
And Dodger does make a note. He's like, well, I don't sense any malice from him. He's not doing this out of ill intent. He's just being blunt and obvious. And, um, uh, what is it? Not obvious, but, you know, just being blunt. So the kid, they go and they see the doll still working. And it does. So they get the kid mad. He's like, listen, I'm going to have you train with this thing so you can get strong enough and get revenge for me. Tandro's like, wait, what? So he does go through this whole training arc. And, you know, at first he does with logs. But he's still, you know, not recovering. And the kid doesn't really help since he's trying to push him to the max by giving him food and water until he, you know, lands a hit. But when he does, he does. And then at one point, Tanjiro, they switch it to swords. But Tanjiro, you know, is learning. He's finding ways to maneuver around it. And he is um, about to actually land a hit on the doll. But he stops, scared that he's going to end up breaking it. And then, you know, the kid, you know, this is something that he's been trying to safeguard his whole life. And he's like, no, it's fine. Even if I find a way to fix it, even if I can't, I'll do what you say. Maybe someone down the line can fix it. So it's fine. So he does and he breaks, he cuts it, falls, and it ends up cracking the head. And inside is an old sword, which is probably best believed to belong to the first sun wielder. So they are just over the moon. They're like, oh my god, this is, you know, this is from, if this really is the, what we think it is, this sword is priceless. You know, the metal that they make from this is one of the strongest metals in the world that they don't make anymore. You know, this sword is a one of a kind. <coughs> Excuse me. They're like happy and whatnot, but they take out the sword, and of course, it's rusted. Mind you, it's probably been in there for hundreds of years. But then that's when his swordsmith comes, and he's like, Don't worry, I'll take the sword and I'll reforge it for you. You know, kind of laying back to him. Um, at first, he doesn't really say that. At first, he gives Tondra and the kid a bot. He's like, Give me the sword. And they're like, What? Just give me the sword. No, explain. What do you mean? But then um, a Nosuke's swordsmith comes and he's like, explains everything. He's like, yeah, you know, he, he actually, the reason why he disappeared in training was because he does feel bad. He, he probably felt like the reason why Tantra swords are breaking the way they are is because he's not making good enough sword for him. So that's why he's been up training. So that way he could forge a better sword for Tanjiro. And he's like, and he's happy, you know, Tanjiro didn't, you know, immediately switch to a different swordsmith, you know. Seeing how difficult he is, like, oh, that's so nice. I can't believe he's you know, trying to make a custom sword just for me. So he's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. But here, here's a temporary sword that you can use for now. Um, until I, I'll, I'll, I'll fix this up for you. But it will take about three days. So, um, but I'll start doing it immediately so that way you can get it. And he's like, thank you, that's so nice. So he goes and we see him kind of laying all this to Genya, but Genya's like, I don't care get out of my room we are not friends he's like why can't you just leave me alone and then tondra recognizes something like wait a minute didn't you lose one of your front teeth when we first met and he freezes and he's like i have no idea you're talking about he's like yeah you yeah you do because i still have your tooth he's like ew gross why the hell you still have that it's like well it was yours i was trying to return it to you he's like that's not something to return you should have thrown it away you freaking like get out he's like oh man it's like, you know, he's not a bad guy, but he's clearly he's hiding something or, you know, hiding his emotions. But I hope we can get along. And he's braiding Ton- uh, Nezuko's hair the same way as um, Mitsuri. You can see they really got up well. So he's, they're like, yeah. So in that moment, we think, you know, everything's fine. Everything's calm. And let me tell you, this season gets to the action really fast. Because by the time we look, um... <laughs> One of these swords comes down from these uh, hot springs, and he sees a pot. 
and I, I immediately recognized the plot, and I was like, oh, shit, that's the information he was talking about. So the guy's like, what's this plot doing here? Rule number one, you see some crazy thing out in the woods somewhere, please do not go near it, and definitely don't pull out your hand trying to touch it. Absolutely not. I had to walk back up. I don't care, and found another way down. I'm not walking anywhere near that thing. But that's what he did. It's getting sucked in, crushed, spit back out. And it turns out that, yeah, that's the upper autism. He's five. So the upper five uh, demon. And it's like, oh, shit. They found out where the swordsmith village is. That's the information he was talking about. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not good. This is not good at all. It's like everyone's swords getting repaired and on top of that we've only got uh tanjiro nezuko murichiro and genya mystery already left at that point so we're like oh no this is not good this is not good and then we realized that the upper four demon came up with him we're like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god what are we gonna do what are we gonna do what are we gonna do this is freaking me out right now so tanjiro's in his room sleeping uh, Mauricio comes, holds his nose, and he's like, hey, wake up. You know my current swordsmith, right? Where is he? And he's like, huh, wait, wait, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I talked to him earlier. He might be out in the woods with my swordsmith forging my swords. I can take you there, no problem. And he's like, why are you being so nice to me? Why are you always so nice to people? Like, or going out of your way to do things for them. It doesn't, it shouldn't have any benefit for you. He's like, well, I like helping people. He's like, and also, you never know. You doing a good deed for them uh, will turn back around and they end up doing a what deed for you that will end up really helping you out. Don't remember exactly remember how he said it, but he said it in a way that like Rucho heard it and he flinched and his eyes widened. He's like, wait, wait, what? Can, can you say that again? What you just said? And he's like, wait, wait, what do you mean? And then Nezuko pops up, <laughs> hits him in the chin. It's like, ah, oh, that hurt Nezuko, but good morning. And then, you know, he's like, weird. I feel like I heard it somewhere, but I don't know why. And then he looks at Nezuko and like, hmm, she's an interesting creature. And he's like, oh, you think so? He's like, hmm, have I met this girl before? I'm not sure. And then you're just like, what? It's like, okay, clearly something's wrong with your head, because how do you not remember Nezuko? Like, you were there where you guys all tested her out and see if she would pack humans. So he's just like, hmm. And Nezuko was just, that was probably one of the cutest scenes. You know, he's like thinking, he's like, hmm. Nezuko's like, hmm. Well, I mean, his head at the same time. So when he moves, he's like, hmm. And then she does it too. Hmm. It's so cute. <laughs> They're just thinking. And then Tanjiro senses him. He's like, wait a minute. Do you sense that? And Mitro's like, yeah, what is that? He turned around. <coughs> and then they see the upper four slowly creeping in crying and Tondro's like what the fuck he's like wait a minute why am I just sensing him now why am I just smelling him now what is going on well like of course like we said like Tondro's uh, smell is very very strong so normally he would sense Tim from like a mile away so the fact that he didn't sense him or smell him until he was right up at the door pretty much in his face he's like wait what what what, what's going on what what it's like what is the demon doing here like, oh, this is not good. This is not good at all. But then Mauricio immediately jumps into action, tries to cut him, but he dodges it. And he's like, oh, this is not good. 
He's like, this has got to be an upper rank, especially the, the the presence he's pulling out. So Tanjiro attacks, Nezuko att- attacks, um, Mitro um, takes the opportunity to cut off his head, but Tanjiro's a little bit smart. And he's like, wait, he might not be dead. All upper ranks don't, all of them don't immediately die after having their head cut off most of the time. And Mitro gets up and it pretty much kind of turns into a Doki Utro situation where the head, you know, that flew off ends up growing a body and then the body ends up growing up an extra head. And you're like, oh my God, we're doing this again. So one of them has like this weird like leaf. People call it some type of leaf and that was used in like one of the Lord of the, 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 the one of the Zelda games. So Mitro tries to attack him. But he uses that, flanks that that leaf, and sends Mitro flying, and almost to Andro too. If Nezuko didn't grab him, and he's like, and he's like, oh, Tokido, no! And then the other one grows like has a staff in his hand, and like, oh my god, what is going on? And then he slams his thing, the, the, the his staff, and it starts shooting out lightning, shocking Tanjiro and Nezuko. And you're like, oh my Jesus, why is this happening right now? But he's like, oh, I gotta snap out of this. This is the, we, we, I gotta do something. And at that same time, um, Genya pops up. And then we see Genya and how he fights. This man has a gun. I was like, wait a minute. So he uses it and he pops off their heads, but doesn't do damage. He comes down and cuts off the other one. But he's like, wait, no, that might not work. And then we see they end up growing more bodies. And it's like, oh my god, this is exactly worse than Gutro and Doki. It's like after we call off this man's head, he's multiplying into more people. It's like, oh my god. And he's like, Tondro's like, wait, we got hit on God. He's like, wait a minute. One of them is gone. What's going on? Then one grabs him from behind. And has wings and is flying Tanjiro away. Like, oh my god. And then at the same time, one of them has like this huge staff, uh, spear, and it and you and spears uh uh Genya, and you're like, oh my god, this is this is literally doing from like 10 to 100. It was quiet, everyone was happy, peaceful, everyone was just waiting for the swords to get done, and then shit hit the fan. And now these demons are here and they're attacking. So we turn back to Mujiro. He is um, trying to get back, but he does see the little boy that Tanjiro was talking to getting attacked by this fish demon that has like a pot in his head. First, he kind of ignores him to Tanjiro's words of, you know, helping out someone. It could benefit you and help you in the future because that person might turn around and do something nice for you. In return, that really, you know, kind of sw- hit a chord with him. But he does end up saving the kid. The kid, you know, apologizes. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I told you this, this, and this, and you know, but you're actually a good guy. And he's like, Wait a minute, you called me what? Because you know, he only said the Tanjiro because he was mad about it. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I was mad because what happened to the doll, but you're such a good person. He's like, Wait, he's like, Okay, fine, whatever, I gotta go. He's like, No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Tanjiro's, Sorry about that, guys. Uh, what was I? Oh, right. Mutro saves the kid. The kid's like, wait, please don't go. Um, the 
person who's making Tadro's new sword, um, he he's about to be get attacked. You know, he's out there by himself. Please, you have to help him, please. Of course, he was about to leave, but Tanjiro's words once again, you know, struck him. So he goes. Um, at this point, it kind of flips back and forth between them. So I think I'll just stay on Rutro's battle. Then we'll go to Nezuko, the Nezuko, Genya, and Tanjiro's battle with the upper four. Yeah, he goes with four. Yeah. So Rutro goes, takes the kid. They, um, you know, end up saving another swordsmith, which was actually. Inosuke's, which actually turns out to be Marujo's new swordsmith, and he's like, oh, yes, um, thank you for saving me. I have your sword here in the shed that another swordsmith I was with is, you know, helming another sword. Let's go, I can show you the way so we can go give you your new sword. So they go, and Marujo stops them, and they're like, wait, what's going on? And then the pot pops up again, you're like, oh, shit. So the pot demon pops up, and he's like, hi, hello, welcome, my name is, that was his name again? Gute no. What the hell was his name? Gyuturo. Gyoto. Gyoto? Gyoto. There we go. Gyoto. He's always like, hi, my name is Gyoto. I'm the upper five. Um, I, I, I just want to show you guys something. You know, he's like, I'm a fan of the arts and whatnot. I want to show you this wonderful masterpiece I created since being here. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he shows his pot, pop pops up, and we see all these mangled and mushed swordsmith stabbed through swords, and oh my lord, that was the most horrible thing I've ever seen. And then it's revealed that they're still alive, because some of them are twitching and moving. You're like, oh my fucking god. And then he's like, oh, there's actually this one amazing part. When you turn this sword, it does something amazing. So he turns it, plus starts gushing out. And all of them, and most, and some of them are screaming and yelling, and blood is gushing. Oh my Jesus Christ, that was the hardest scene I had to see. Oh my God, and and you know, the the freaking out because after the friends and families, you know, getting all mangled like that, and it just like, oh my God, and he's just laughing, he's living it up, like he he's letting the blood drip all over him like it's rain. And it's just like, what the fuck? These demons are crazy. So, Marucho gets mad, he tries to attack him, but he ends up, like, uh, moving away, and he's like, huh, okay, he's fast, but he notices the pot keeps moving with him, Well, he thinks maybe that's his sweet point, like the fish, that's another thing, uh, the fish that he'd been fighting, he'd been slashing off the pots on the top of their heads, that's to be killing them, because cutting off the head didn't really do anything, they kind of regenerated, so hitting the pot was their weak point, so he thought maybe that was the same with him, he did it, but a new pot just ended up popping up, it's like, okay, clearly that's not it. So, you know, they end up going back and forth a little bit. You see them like these huge, like, goldfish-looking fish that shoots needles, and he turns one of them on against the others. And out of Mutro's character, he ends up jumping in and, you know, taking it, which end up being bad because they are also laced with poison. Oh, my Jesus, this is these damn poisons. But he tells them to go hide, get out of here. He's going to get in the way, so he, you know, he's blocking needles, he gets closer, he cuts up, it, like, his whole design is nasty, like, he has hands coming out of his head, his mouth is where an eye is, his eyes are where mouth is, he's just nasty, ugh, thinking about getting creepy, but he ends up cutting off one of the hand heads, I don't know, ugh. 
and you know he ends up trapping him in like this like water prison kind of i love it how some someone <coughs> this youtuber called it like how kakashi in like the first arc major arc of naruto got caught in that water prison thing it's kind of like that this was pretty cool but um then he's like turns to the warehouse and he's gonna go attack the the, the short smith and tondra swordsmith is in there but you know he's you know trying to you know do fix up this new sword for tondro and it actually it's something that um can't be really interrupted otherwise it would ruin the the, the material of the sword and whatnot and make it not you know workable so at the whole time he is like in there like hitting him cutting him up and doing all this and, but he's not well acting and it's getting demon mad and he's like why is he not paying attention to me this is freaking this is pissing me off but he's like, maybe if I attack his friend, he'll do something. He's not, that's not doing anything. So he's just cutting him up, doing all the most. And it's just like, uh, actually, we, need, we do see his face. And I think he's a very attractive man. You know, you, all of these uh, swordsmiths hide their face, which I guess is so that they don't get recognized by, I guess, demons. So, but um, then we turn back to Mutro. He's trying to get out of the prison, but he can't. His sword is way too chipped and he doesn't have enough strength. So as he's about to pass out, he kind of sees this image of a tondro telling him like don't give up you know keep trying whatnot and he's like wait a minute tondro's never said anything to me but why does it sound familiar why does it sound like something he would say and then we get a interesting little flip shit and he's like wait no that the reason why i keep saying tondro is because the person who said this was very similar to tondro and he's like that's why he reminds me of my dad because they had the same hair an eye color then we see a picture we see like a uh like split image of tanjiro on the right and and his dad on the left and it's true they don't look exactly the same but they do have one specific trait in mind and it's the same hair light red hair and the same red eyes so we're like wait a minute and that's how it kind of connects to you as well on why um like they, they gotta be related somehow that they don't even 100% go into it but the fact that um Ruchiro's dad had the same hair and eye color like Tanjiro does make it like okay so clearly they were part of this this clan that kind of gets branched out to where you know maybe he didn't inherit it because yeah, you see his mom he inherited his hair and eye color from his mom same thing with spoilers well not spoilers but spoilers his brother and then Tanjiro inherited from his dad from his dad so yeah they gotta be like related like distant cousins cousins or something like that oh actually another thing i didn't meant i forgot to mention um when they were training with that doll they revealed the like the doll had like six hands and they were like tantra asked why does that doll have six hands they were like oh the they tried to replicate the, the original uh swordsmith he was so fast and so strong that the only way they were able to mimic his fighting style to a t was to give the doll six hands and that like blew my mind and but then i remember that they clicked for me for some reason i was like wait if they needed to give that doll six hands to replicate his fighting style and then we meet a demon that looked exactly like him but he has six eyes is that him did he somehow become a demon like something like was he forced to become a demon and, but then he couldn't keep up with his or maybe someone like a distant family member became a demon and then only how he was able to maybe match up to him was to have those six eyes to match his fighting style 
I don't know. Like I said, wasn't been confirmed, but that was my theory. I was like, they see they gotta be him, and then as he became a demon, he got the six eyes to, I guess, make up for it. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that just blew my mind when I saw that. <laughs> so, uh, and that moment we get Mirichos flash flashback, and just get again. All these Hashiras have really sad backstories. So. Uh, Mitro, you know, grew up, you know, in the mountainside with his dad and his mom. And, you know, one day the mom got really sick. The dad went out to go get mm, this medicine, this herb that could make making medicine to help her. But because it was raining so hard and whatnot, he slipped and ended up dying. And then because then the mom couldn't get any good medicine, she ended up dying as well. Even Mauricio alone. But then it revealed that he actually wasn't alone. He had an older twin brother, uh, Yurichiro. But Yurichiro was kind of mean, off, oddish, always putting Marichiro down, and he, you know, when um, the Demon Slayer Corps tried to recruit them, he was like, what, what is someone as worthless as you was going to be able to do? You're just going to get no, there's no reason why putting yourself on the left for that, so especially someone as worthless as you, just keep to ourselves and we'll be fine. Then one night, a demon pops up, which at first kind of like Akasa, but it wasn't, so I was like, okay. Comes um, the brother sl- comes in, he ends up getting his arm sliced off, trying to protect him. And in that moment, Retro just went dark, like black. All he saw was red. He freaked. And then when he actually came to his senses, he was beaten and bloodied. And he had fucked that demon up. Like, oh my God. When they turned back to him, like this, you see him, he's all bloody. He's got tools in his hand. Then you turn to the demon, you're like, whoa. That was his instincts kicking in, and he fucked that demon up. So he called, I tried to go back to his brother, and you know, the brother at that point, he's cut up, he's losing blood, and he's slowly dying, but he hears him like pleading. He's like, Please, God, Buddha, wherever you are, uh, please. And you know, he thinks he he thinks he's pleading for his life. You know, he's saying, like, please, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. But he's not. He's like, please, I don't care what you have to do. I don't care what happens to me. Please just save my brother. He's way too kind-hearted. He, you know, he actually, he gets that from our parents. He he's, he wants to help people. He wants to be better. I was the one holding him back because I didn't want to lose another family member. But I, I knew I was doing wrong by him. It's like, please keep him safe. Even if you have to take me, just keep him safe. And it's like, oh. Like he, he he didn't hate him. If anything, he loved him. He loved him so much that's why he didn't want him to get in danger. So he, you know, after that, uh, and then uh, at one point the kid kind of quote unquote kind of sacrificed himself to give Mutro air to you know to give him that boost to finally cut out the the the, the bubble, and then he goes and you know ends up and then at the same moment actually he gets out these marks on his face and like what the hell why does it look like Tanjiro's mark but like almost like like a cloud and that's like what is that so he tries to go after the uh upper four no five he's five so he goes against the five and he at first you know he his sword is still cracked and whatnot but he does end up getting his new sword and he takes that demon to school like oh my goodness the moment you get that sword the moment you got that boost up he, he like I can't even describe 100%. That was just that was an amazing fight, amazing sequence, and then he 
took that demon out. Cut him off, cut his head off before he even knew what happened. And when he did, he was freaking out, like, how dare you? You can't do anything like this. And normally, whenever we see a demon get their head cut off, we see a backstory of like a tragic backstory on like what happened, how they became like this, how moves on take advantage of him. Not this demon. Seems like this demon was just fucking evil, just doing all the most. And um, it looked like at one point he was regenerating. And Mutro said, nope, and sliced his ass up. It was amazing. But in that same moment, after he does, you know, and, you know, everyone tries to check up on him, and everyone turns out the kid's alive. He was just bleeding from a really serious wound, but he's fine. But then, you know, Mutro ends up passing out because, again, the needles he had in him before were poisonous, and they were slowly starting working through his body. But, um... That pretty much is kind of the end of that. He does pop up a little later towards the end. But we get into the fight with um the upper four. So after Tanjiro gets taken by the one that could fly, he figures out like, hey, cutting it a little more doesn't cut into more body parts, but does weaken his powers. But he can't really do much. Uh, Genya and Nezuko are doing the best they can, but Genya keeps getting messed up. But at the same time, he's getting like these serious injuries and he's recovering. And we're like, what is going on? But and then Nezuko, at one point, she does her thing. I fucking love Nezuko when she's in her strong demon form. But these these demons are not giving up. And then Tandro finds a way to get back using the upper, the other demon that could fly, you know, body to fly back to it. Um, you know, like honestly, I can't even describe 100% what happened because just everything that they did was just perfect and just, oh. But they're pretty much going back and forth. So they're getting the upper hand and they're, they're getting the upper hand and they're getting the upper hand. And they're getting the upper hand. And at one point, they do get like a huge upper hand when they end up blowing out the entire building that they were in. They end up going flying. And then Nezuko just trapped on this rubble. And Tanjiro's like, Nezuko, let go of my sword. She's grabbing onto the sword, getting her blood all over it. And she's like, Nezuko, please let go. We got to get out of here. And in that moment, his sword starts flaming up with her blood demon art. And he's like, wait a minute. He's like, and then like kind of like another flashback sort of of what just happened, of like, of, you know, the former sun breather, uh, I think his name was Yuritro, too, like his brother, like Yuritro's brother, so he sees him, and he's like, oh, wow, your sword was black, but as you're fighting and doing this, it starts turning red, you're like, wait, what, and then that's another thing that clicked to me when I heard that, I was like, wait a minute, so did that mean people who had black Nidrian swords they could possibly have been able to use sun breathing but because uh, some type of omen or whatever ends up causing them to die so soon to where they can't fully process and record you know what that means they never truly knew that having a black Nidrian sword was actually a good thing that meant you were compatible to sun breathing which means you could have used the most powerful form which actually maybe is why because not, because they they were more compatible with sun breathing but because maybe they were using the other breathing that weren't you know compatible enough they were you know dying in battle and whatnot so that kind of clicked to me like i said wasn't confirmed but that was just my theory but tanjo sees that he does end up doing this oh another beautiful amazing scene of cutting off all the demons heads and he's like, oh, wait, there's still one more. And he goes to Genya, and he's done it. He's like, oh, Genya, yay. Then he turns, and he's freaking out. He's got hair like a demon. He looks like a demon. He's like, what? Wait, 
Is that why his tooth grew back after that? He's a piece part demon? And then, you know, they go through this whole thing. And he's like, I'm going to become a Hashira. I'm going to get my brother to acknowledge me. No, no, no. And Tanjiro was like, oh, great. Congratulations. That's good. It's sweet point. We know Tanjiro doesn't care about becoming a demon, becoming a Hashira, become for glory or whatnot. He just wants to save Nezuko and turn her back into a human. And if that meant, you know, defeating demons and defeating who's on to get that done, that's what he's going to do. So, you know, they end up going again back and forth, and Tandro senses something. He's like, wait, we have these four here. They've all split into, like, four. But even cutting off all their heads didn't do something. So that means there's another one out there. And then we see the smaller one that we saw originally. He's smaller, and he's like, okay, he's got to be the main body. So at one point, Gane tries to go after him. He shoots him. Nothing. He tries cutting off his sword. Uh, tries cutting off his head with his sword. His sword ends up snapping. He's like, what? Then we get a flashback of Genya's backstory with his brother, and that's just another sad one. The huge, you know, kind of like Tanjiro's, but not really. Um, you know, he was like the second oldest, um, you know, and then the dad turned out to be this abusive asshole who ended up getting killed for something, leaving the mom, you know, to take care of the family and them having to step up. And then one night the mom showed was leaving, coming home late. They were all worried about her. And then they hear knocking. They're like, oh, maybe that's her. They're like, wait, no, wait. Something might, something doesn't seem right. Get away from there. And just slashes and blood everywhere. And they're like, no, what's going on? And then, and then, yeah, as Kenya's about to get attacked, his brother jumps in and saves him. All his other siblings are dead. The one's dead in his arms. He tries to go out to help his brother. And he sees him covered in blood. And the, the being before him was their mother. Turns out she had turned into a demon, came back and killed her family, killed her kids, all but two. And then he starts freaking out. He's crying, screaming, like, how could you do this? Why would you do this to her? You monster, you murderer. And that just, that tore the relationship apart. But he's just like, I, I wanted to apologize. I knew it wasn't his fault. He was just trying to protect us and I turned on him. But then he's actually about to get attacked by one of the other four. I think it was anger. And yeah, there's like anger, happiness, sadness, and joy. I don't know how that works out. So he's about to get attacked by them, and Tandro like using the pep like, don't give up. We can do this. As long as we work together, we can get through this. Um, and so Tandro ends up going after the little one and he, he's about to cut his head off. He, you know, he gets there, he starts screeching, but he's like, I can't give up. Then he senses his being behind him. It's even stronger than all of them. And he's like, What the fuck is this? And Ganyan screams like Tandro, get down, move. And he can suddenly all these branch monster dragon things come up and we see this new form of a demon. We're like, what the fuck is this? You telling me there's another form? And sort of not really. It turns out that the anger demon, because I've seen like he was a leader, he was giving out orders. He absorbed the other ones and turned it to this like powerful form that had all their powers. So this is just even more fucked up. And he protects the, the 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 smaller version of him, which I guess is the main body or the main link that can get rid of him. And he actually said this one scene that really got on Tanjiro mad. He was like, how dare you go after being weaker than you? You humans have no shame. You're all just evil villains. And Tanjiro was like, excuse me? You've been hunting down humans for centuries. What have any of them ever done to you? nothing but yet you hunted them down and killed them for yourself and he's like well were any of them your friends or family anyone connected to you no what's the problem and he's like 
oh hell no you you, you really not about to turn this whole thing on me act like you're the victims when you've been terrorizing and hunting down humans who have done nothing to you for hundreds of years so don't try to turn it on us when we're trying to take you down or for the hundreds and thousands of humans you sacrificed if anyone's the true villains here that's you and i'm not gonna stand for it <laughs> which really got the demon mad and then they get this whole fight that, that doesn't end up turning good uh, Nezuko and Tenya and Genya are doing everything they can just to keep it together. Chandra ends up getting one of his legs smashed. <coughs> Excuse me, by this attack, and it just at one point he he's trying to keep get out of the demon's range, but he ends up um stretching out his range even more, grabbing Tanjiro, and about to crush him. And Nezuko's freaking out. Genya's trying to get to him, but they can't. They're getting trapped, and but it seemed like Tanjiro's about to get crushed and killed. Mitsuri pops up. And actually, I actually skipped a little part because when the village itself was being attacked by um, the um, upper fives, like fish demons, were, they were nasty too. Um, she shows up and she starts flipping around, taking out the, their heads. And one of the big things is attacking the uh, chief. And she goes, she takes that, and that's when we see her sword and then. We're like, whoa, why is her sword like all flexible and whatnot, like a whip? And, you know, and then we find out that the reason why her sword is like that is to, you know, combat with her strength, since she is a lot stronger than the average human. She has a lot of more muscle mass, but she doesn't look it. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, actually, I need to finish this up. So, we get back to uh, Tanjiro getting crushed. She comes, gets him out. She's like, listen, you did a good job. I can handle it from here. Um, you know, she confronts the demon. She starts whipping around, doing everything, you know, holding the demon back. And at one point, she's making a mistake going after him. But Tanjo's like, no, no, that's not, that's not his main body. Cutting off his head won't do anything. And he ends up hitting her with this huge, like, wave attack. But she was able to, like, flex her muscles in stop it but she is kind of unconscious and the demon's about to kill her saying like oh her muscle mass is really strong and you know different from a regular human eating her would get me an amount of strength and then we see her flashback of you know she had a happy home had a her mother father you know and her, her siblings oh, excuse me but uh even from when she was a baby she was a lot stronger than most humans and her muscle mass was so strong and she was eating so much food that her hair turned from black to the pink and green that we see now because of all the rice cakes, strawberry, uh, all the soccer rice cakes that she would eat. So um, we do see at one point she had an arranged marriage and that dude was an asshole. Let me tell you right there. Um, he was like, oh, no man could ever, ever love a woman like you. You're way too strong and freakish for any man out there to want. You'd be better off marrying a pig. Pretty much saying, like, the only thing she would ever get married to would be an animal. I want to call it for engagement. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Clearly, you got terrible taste in women. And you just clearly want a woman who's going to be quiet, obedient, and let you do what you want. So, yo lost, because that was whack. But it really, you know, at that time and then during that time frame, um, you know, they made it. They, they make it seem like a girl's only goal in life was, you know, you get married, you know, become a husband, become a wife, become a mother. And so that really, like, hit her heart to where she started changing who she was and everything to try to get that. 
but she it was it was eating her inside because she wasn't being herself she felt like she couldn't be accepted for who she really was she had to pretend to be someone else to get that acceptance but then in that moment she snaps out and Tanjiro, Nezuko, and Genya all protect her from being handed like listen we gotta protect her she's the only way we can get out of this mess she's our key to victory so we gotta save her we gotta keep her safe and that really gets to her because you know she finds the people who accept her for who she is accept her for her abilities and and whatnot so she's like all right i'm really getting in the gear and you know she starts holding off the stronger body it's like listen you guys go after the main body i'll deal with this and as she's fighting we see this mark on her neck and something demon noticed he's like wait a minute is that a demon crest why does she have that and, and, and she seems to be getting stronger and faster because of it and just all, a whole bunch of stuff but they ain't going into, into it i think they do go into it in the next arc so they're just like what is that so genya nezuko and tandro go off their body they start going through slips and flaps but he keeps running away and tandro gets mad he's like stop running you coward quit running away from your responsibilities you all big and bad and all this, but now you're running away like a coward. So at one point, sorry about that. Um, I guess I need to finish this up. But pretty much, um, at one point he like grabs uh like uh. Tandro got him, but he ends up growing really big, and he's like, how dare you, and tries to explain the victim. You can tell this demon really likes playing the victim. He likes victimizing himself, so that way when he does something horrible, he's like, well, they came after me, which we do kind of see a little bit in this flashback, which I don't know if he's, we'll get to that, but Tandro's still not giving up. Everyone's not giving up, uh, and then they're falling off this cliff, and he's like, oh, god dang it, and he's like, why won't they just die already? And, you know, at one point, he's like, I need to get away. And Tanjiro, he gets up getting stuck by this branch. And he's like, I don't care how long it takes. I don't care where you go. You are not getting away from me. Freaking him out. And he's like, holy shit. Who's this human think he is? He's like, I need to find some humans to get my strength and whatnot. And um, he senses these demons, not demon slayers, these um, swordsmiths that's been hiding. So Tandro freaks out and he's like, oh, um, actually he does end up using this technique to pick the catch up to demon at that one point because his leg got crushed so he couldn't run as fast as everyone else. But he remembers something that uh, Tan- not Tandro, that Zenitsu taught him and he ends up using like his thunderclap flash thing for like a quick second. And we're like, whoa, wait. So his breathing changed from like lightning to fire. They're like, I mean, at that point, we kind of already know that sun breathing is the main breathing technique, and all the other ones are, I guess, sub uh, categories of the main breathing. So I guess, in one way, it makes sense if someone who can use sun breathing can and can use the first main breathing can can kind of use all the other ones in a way, since they all derive from that. So he does that. He tries to do it again, but he's like, I don't know if I'm gonna have enough strength. To do it, plus my, I don't think my sword is strong enough to cut his neck. And then we hear someone screaming out his name, Tanjiro, Tanjiro, take this. And we see his sword, not fully complete, but enough to get the job done. And he was thrown by Marucho. I was like, Tanjiro, come on, you got to do it. Sun's almost up. Don't let him get away. So he does it one more time, goes after him, flashes off his head, and we think everything's over. 
So he tries to run back to Nezuko because sun's coming up at that point. It's like, I gotta get him into some shade or something. But then as you go, Nezuko wakes up. She's just freaking out. She's running towards him. He's like, no, Nezuko, what are you doing? You need to run, you need to run. And she's like, listen, look, look, look. And she's like, look. And she's pointing behind him and he looks and he's not dead. And he's still running after the swordsmith. He's like, oh, crap, I gotta go after him again. So they start running. And at that point, the sun is up. And it starts burning the hell out of Nezuko. And Tanjiro is freaking out. He's like, Nezuko, shrink, shrink, shrink. Shrink so you know, you know, Hawaii's not come, you know, exposed to the sun. But it's too much. It's, she, she's burnt everywhere. But he, he doesn't know what to do. He can't leave Nezuko because she'll die. She'll be burned up by the sun. But then he can't. You know, those demon slayers, those demon... I keep saying demon slayers. Those demon... The swordsmiths keep getting attacked. They're gonna get it killed. But he's conflicted. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what, what to do. He wants to save Nezuko. But he wants to save them. Uh, and then if he doesn't, then the demon will get away. And it's like, like he doesn't know. But then, I think the saddest moment. Anyone who hasn't read the manga, who saw this, was like, no. Nezuko makes a decision for him, kicks him off her, and gives him like a like a fist. It's like, go do what you need to do. And this, you see his whole journey with Nesco flashing before his eyes. Knowing that if he does this, he'll save them. But Nesco will die in the process. But Nesco made the choice. She's like, go save those people. So he does, he goes one last time. Slices the demon off. Slices the demon in half. Gets to the main body. About to cut his head off. And that's when we get his kind of flashback. Which... Wasn't really a redeeming flashback, which was interesting. We see him, you know, he, like I said, clearly much grew up playing the victim, victimizing himself. So that way, any action that he did was like, oh, well, this person did this to me. This person did that, making up excuses, trying to seem like he's weak and timid, and ends up killing a man. And they were like, oh, no, it wasn't me. My arm did this and whatnot. They're like, stop lying. You clearly killed him because you wanted to. And we have the evidence to back it up. So why don't you just go rest? And then they were like, well, he's like, no, this isn't fair. Why do you all treat me like this? Nah, 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 nah. And that's why some people were like, maybe he has like a dissociative identity disorder. Maybe he has personal personalities. I personally think he was just an asshole who was always trying to like try to play the victim when it suited him. And then I guess Muzan preyed on that, made him a demon. He's like, and then he killed the guy who was going to kill him for all the crime he committed. And he's like, you can run away from your problems all you want, but they're not going to fully run away. You'll pay for your, uh, your, you'll be a consequence of your own actions one day. And we see that in the form of Tanjo finally cutting his head off, him disintegrating everywhere. We turn to Mitsuri, who's been fighting off the former, the, the, the stronger version, at that point, she's pretty much spent. She almost gets killed, but in that moment, she gets attacked. He disappears. His de- his monsters disappear. She's like, oh, yes, I did it. I survived. They did it. But in that moment, it's not a happy moment for us. Because at this time, we think Nezuko has died. She's burnt up by the sun. And Tanjo's like, what have I been fighting for? I've been fighting to keep her alive, to keep her safe, to turn her back into a human all of it means nothing if she's not here anymore. There was no, there's no point in me continuing being a demon slayer at that point. And then the other swordsmith they went up to him, tried to console him. They're like, Lord, Lord Tanjiro, turn around and look, turn around and look. 
and he looks and we see Nesco standing up. She's completely fine. And she starts talking. And he's like, what? How is this possible? And she's like, hi, good morning. I'm glad you're safe. Thank goodness. And Tanjo just, he's confused. He don't know what's going on. How is this even possible? At that point, he does not care. He's like, thank God you are still alive, Nesco. Thank you. Thank you. And then the other Zoroastrian's like, oh my God, thank goodness. We would have felt so bad, you know, if she died trying to protect us. We would never have been able to forgive ourselves. We see Genya, you know, if he's finally recovered and come down to the mountain, he sees them and he's like, thank God. He's like, thank goodness, Tanjiro. You know, we survived this. And he's just happy. He passes at one point. And he's like, let's go. I'm just so happy you're alive. And then we turn to Muzan. His room, he's still in that little boy form that he wasn't when he met Akaza. And that room is trash and whatnot. And we're thinking, oh shit, he's mad because he just lost two upper moons in one. But no, this man is over freaking joyed. Why? Because he's finally found a demon that can withstand the sunlight. And that's when it clicks. You're like, that's what he's been doing. That's why he's been doing all of this. Why he's been making demons. Why he's been searching for this blue spider lily. Turns out, over a thousand years ago, he was a human who was fairly sick. And um, a doctor was trying to help him. But he got too impatient and ended up killing the doctor before the medicine was complete. So it did recover him. But ended up turning him into these vampire demons thing. So he, you know, rejoiced that, but he hated the fact that he could not be out in the sunlight with his strength and power. So for the thousands year, the thousands years, he was a demon, and he was turning people and experimenting on people. He was trying to find someone whose genetic code would allow them to reside in the sunlight. So he was that's what he was looking for. He was either looking for the blue spot of lily to complete the medicine that could turn him, you know, into this immortal being that could withstand be in sunlight or find a demon that somehow was able to do that. And he found that in Nezuko. He's like, oh, I'm coming for her. If I get her and I devour her and absorb her power, I'll be able to be in the sunlight. And then it's game on, motherfuckers. Or game over, pretty much. If this man's out in the sun, oh, we are all dead. So he's like, oh, yeah. I'm coming for her. We're like, oh, shit. But at that point, everyone's kind of congratulating. You know, Mitri comes back. and She's like, oh, thank goodness you guys are all okay. Mitro comes down and he's like, kind of thanking Tandro, like saying, you know, your words and who you are helped me, you know, uh, achieve something that I lost long ago. First, Andrew's confused. He's like, okay, sure, why not? And they're like, oh, by the way, is your sister okay? I, why I thought she couldn't be in the sun. How is she doing this? And he's like, I am not sure at all. And then Mitri comes and she hugs everyone. She's like, oh, thank God we're all alive. Thank goodness. And then it's like, thank goodness. And she's crying. She's like, wait, does she just talk? Wait a minute, is she out in the sun? And she's fine? And he's like, oh, Tanjiro. He's like, yes. He's like, oh, thank goodness we're all alive. She's like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm glad she's fine. She's okay. I'm not sure what's going on, but 
I'm just so happy. I'm thank thank goodness. And right before everything ends, Tanjiro is about to leave the village. Um, his swordsmith comes and he's like, "Don't worry, I'm gonna fix up your sword and then I'll personally deliver it to you myself." Um, you know, so you know, just look out for it and you know, heal up. And he's like, "Okay, thank you." So, uh, right before he leaves, um, they, you know, uh, that's it before. No, but um, when he was going to the village, they closed up his eyes, they plugged up his ears, and they plugged up his nose because you no know, strong sense of nose, so that way he wouldn't be able to track the village. They do the same thing as he's about to leave, but as they slowly leave the village, just a little bit, he stops and he's like, "Huh, what's going on? What happened?" They remove everything, and they see this huge crowd of all the swordsmiths congratulating him thanking him for saving their lives, for saving their village, for protecting them from those demons. And Tondro is just overwhelmed and overjoyed. And this is pretty much man got a standing ovation for saving their lives. Um, I'm like, they're like, you know, even the chief came at one point before he left and he was like, oh, you know, I want to thank you. You know, thank all of you. But really, thank you, Tondro. I heard what happened. You played a major role and, you know, getting rid of these demons that showed up so thank you so much and everyone's just thanking him they're like please come back you know keep in touch if you need anything let us know and you know just seeing you know the effect kind of like what he told Maritro you do a good deed for for others it might come back to you and just seeing everyone like praising him and thanking him and congratulating him for what he did and you know just saying if you need anything let us know man you know, you saved our lives. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you and the other Demon Slayers. And yeah, that ended. That's how it ends. So, like I said, it got announced right after that there was going to be a, a continuation of them picking up where the again where this where this arc ended with um uh what it's called the well I'm not sure if it's a hundred percent called that but pretty much the Hashira training arc. Um, basically, it's, it's, I did hear that there was an arc before the mind, the final major arc, which was basically just like a training arc, but from what I've heard, this arc is supposed to be pretty interesting, where they're all going to get personal trainings from the Hashiras and their ways of fighting and their, what, how they, you know, then their styles and whatnot, and I also believe, I'm not 100%, but I think this also has to do with unleashing those marks, because, we see Tantro has it. We saw that Mauricio, I cannot speak, was able to do it. And then we saw that Mitsuri had hers show up on her neck. So I think that's also another thing I heard that um had to, um that's what they're really doing for this final arc. Because I believe that they say it's some type of boost that the that they need in order to defeat off the other upper, um, the other upper ranks so that is it you guys um before i go like i said i always do try to give a uh, recommendation at the end and actually you have been watching this um it's an old series but it's something that finally did get an english dub after years of it not doing it and after the anime actually did come back with a whole new um series uh series retelling it from the manga i'm talking about sailor moon 
but I'm talking about Sailor Moon Stars, which would be the 90s fifth season that never got an English dubbed over here. Actually never got over here at all, whether it was Jap- Japanese version or an English version. They just never did it over here. And after years of them not doing it, and then them bringing up um, Crystal, Sailor Moon Crystal that is on Netflix, I think it's on Hulu, of them retelling the story um, from the manga, um, and them having a whole new cast doing the dub. They actually went back and redid the whole dub of the 90s, and they actually read and they actually did an official dub for the final season of Sailor Moon that never got dubbed before. I actually, when they just finished it, and I actually did enjoy it. Because me personally, I always knew there was a final season of Sailor Moon of the 90s that we never got over here. So knowing that they did go back, they redubbed the 90 animates with the new dub, and they continued on and did the final season that never got a dub. So for people who are a Sailor Moon fan like myself, I would definitely go recommend watching that. And I definitely am going to be watching the uh, Sailor Moon movie that's supposed to be coming out that covers this final arc of the manga. So I'm definitely looking forward into that. But like I said, thank you guys again. Um, happy Halloween for people who do celebrate Halloween. And, you know, uh, this year's almost over. We got two more months to go, and then this year is done. Um, hopefully, by the end of next month, I will have some um, news and information I can give you guys. And like I said, I've been planning on doing something. I am kind of have it all kind of set up. I just need some last bit tweaking here and there. But once I do have it all pretty much 100% set up, ready to go, I will let you guys know. But that is it for it today. I want to thank you guys all again for coming. And I will see you all in the next two weeks. Bye. I'm not a